Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder, as we do every week, that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice. Instead, it's just our take on what's going on in the markets and the economy. If you have questions about how it might relate to your personal portfolio, I'd encourage you to give me or one of my colleagues a call here at the office. With that, let's take a dive in, because it was a week. And you know what? It's just been a long year. It's been a long year for everyone. It's been a long few years. I. It's hard to imagine this, but in just a few short months, we are going to be celebrating the three-year anniversary of the onset of the COVID pandemic. Three years since things have been normal. I mean, we've had good. We've had really good. We've had really bad during this time, but we have not had normal. And there's been a lot to fret and complain about. Fear's been justifiable. It's different. It's weird. And frankly, it's one of those times where I get a little bit crazy whenever I hear people say, you know, well, when we've seen this before, nah, nobody's seen this before. This is new. The The ways that we handled economic policy, the ways we handled monetary policy during this time, I mean, a pandemic alone, we haven't seen a real pandemic like this in over 100 years. And I would argue there's nobody in my business who has experience with it. So it's been a different and new and trying time. But the other side of this equation is also true because there are those that continue to make it their business to yell from the mountaintop that the world is ending. And I tell you what, it just makes me upset. It makes me grumpy. This is going to be one of those grumpy podcasts. I'm sorry. I'm a little frustrated today because, you know, listen, last week we got news that the market was not hoping for. Fair enough. And we will go through it in detail in this podcast. I promise you that. But the outcry after Chairman Powell fumbled through yet another press conference, I think it was overwrought. And I I had a great example this week sent to me by a client, and I understand why they sent it to me. It came, there was a a letter by a huge hedge fund manager, Elliott Management, and they sent a letter out to their clients this week. And in it, they were citing the ongoing risk of, quote, hyperinflation. And then here was the kicker the risk of a global societal collapse. Really? I mean, the good news for Elliott's clients is that if they're right, if we have a global societal collapse, there won't be any reason to pay Elliott's exorbitant management fees anymore. (laughs) I wish we could charge 1.5% a year plus 20% of all the profits. But to sit here and say hyperinflation and global societal collapse... That's just fear-mongering. You know, we talked about this last week on the podcast. We are currently 7% above trend line on inflation. 7%. That is way below where we were in the 1970s. And frankly, even the 1970s was not hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is what happens in South America where they have 1,000% inflation in a year. We are 7% above trend line. We have a healthy economy. Could things be better? Could we fix inflation? Absolutely. But now is not the time for fear-mongering. This economy, this market is not that badly positioned that we need to be panicking right now. So let's dive in to what Powell said. Let's talk about it. And let's talk about a couple of the other things coming up this week because uh, it is a big week this week. I know we say that a lot, but it really is this week. And first of all, 
Paolo disappointed. The dance continues, right? At some point, I guess I have to stop being surprised because Chairman Powell has the distinct ability to turn even the rosiest of pictures grim. He's got to be great at a party, man. I'll tell you what. Comes in the room, everybody falls asleep. But, you know, he did it again on Wednesday. And as we discussed last week, nobody doubted that the Fed was going to raise rates by 75 basis points. I think the odds going into the meeting were like 88%. That's what everybody thought was going to happen. And it's what did happen. But the statement that accompanied the Fed hike, the actual written statement, not what Powell talked about, we'll get to that, but the actual written statement that accompanied the hike said exactly what we and many pundits have been begging the Fed to say. And I'm going to quote this. This comes directly from the document. Quote, in deciding the pace of future increases in the target range, the committee will take into account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy, the lags with which monetary policy affects the economic activity and inflation and economic and financial developments. There's a big sentence in there, a big point to that sentence, the cumulative tightening of monetary policy and the lags with which monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation. That's a big deal. Why is that a big deal? Because that is the first time that the Fed has publicly acknowledged that the lag between interest rate hikes and their impact on the economy exists. And it was addressing exactly what we talked about last week. Last week in our memo, we said, quote, there's a longstanding belief that the economic effects of Fed policy take six to nine months to trickle through the economy, end quote. And it's a sign that the Fed is starting to begin to address, adjust their approach on rate increases. It's a sign that they are going to begin to probably slow down rate increases. And the result when that statement came out, boom, 50-point jump in the S&P 500. Market loved it. It lasted for about 20 minutes until Powell took the podium. Because he took the podium, and if the Fed's official statement was dovish, Powell's remarks were anything but. He was clear. He is much more comfortable with the Fed over-tightening and causing a recession than he is with the idea of under-tightening and allowing inflation to gain more steam. The quote of the day from him was that it was, quote, very premature to begin talking about pausing rate increases. And so it continues. We have to prepare ourselves that this cycle, this thing we've talked about for months on this podcast, this idea of kind of Fed policy, inflation, recession, Fed policy, inflation, recession, that circular argument is going to continue and it's going to continue until something breaks the cycle. So moving on, shortly after that, that was Wednesday. On Friday, we got the jobs report. And it's interesting because one of the reasons that Chairman Powell was so aggressive in his comments on Wednesday was that he noted that, quote, we don't see the case for real softening in the labor market just yet, end quote. So we actually wrote a piece about this a few weeks ago. I did a podcast on it. We called it Good Jobs Bad, Bad Jobs Good. And it highlighted the idea that, ironically, the goal of the Fed right now is to see worse employment data. We want to see the employment picture worsen because in the Fed's mind, that will mean a slowing of the job market will mean a slowing of inflation. It'll help bring down inflation. And ironically, Powell might have actually gotten exactly what he wanted on Friday because just two days after his remarks came out, we had the October jobs report. And honestly, it was not as good as people had hoped. We saw a big drop in the number of jobs created from September. It came down from 319,000 to 233,000. But probably more importantly, we saw the unemployment rate jump from 3.5 to 3.7%, which was much more than had been anticipated. So I'll be the first to admit, I am not used to cheering for rising unemployment. But hey, man, I'll get on that train at this point. So 
Yay, 3.7% unemployment. We'll see if that continues. The big economic news this week, though, the big economic news this week is obviously the October CPI report. You're sick of hearing about these, I know, but I'll just say that it comes out on Thursday morning, and as of right now, the expectations are modestly good. The expectation is the core CPI is going to drop from 6.6 to 6.5. All item CPI is going to drop from 8.2 to 8. The month over month number for core is supposed to drop this month as well, although the uh, month over month item, uh, all item CPI numbers are actually supposed to go up just a little bit. But as with every CPI report since March, really, when the Fed started raising rates, I would just tell you that expectations matter a lot more than actual results. If we beat the expectations, that's going to be great news for the stock market. If we miss them, we need to watch out for more volatility. And that's going to be a big deal in portfolios this week. So Thursday, probably the biggest day in the portfolios this week. The other big item this week, which we all know, all you have to do is turn on a TV or turn on a radio or turn on your computer or walk down the street because this stuff is everywhere. And that is, of course, the midterm elections. Those of my clients uh, who I've admitted this to, who I've come clean with over the years, know that my past history, my jaded past history, is actually that of a political consultant. I used to work on political campaigns when I was a much younger man. I worked on them just enough to know that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, but I will I will continue our nonpartisan approach to covering politics because I think the last thing anyone needs right now is another political pundit in their ear. But I would just do a couple things. Number one, I would remind everybody, I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care if you're left, if you're right, but we all have one big obligation this week. The biggest obligation, frankly, of of living in a representative democracy, which is to get out and vote. So please, uh, no matter what your positions are, please get out and vote. But in the meantime, I'd also ask you to remember that the markets, because that's what we're concerned about, the markets love divided government. We've talked about this before. I'll just tell you that polling is continuing to show that that's exactly what we're going to get. It looks like the House is almost certain to flip to Republicans. The Senate, still a toss-up. Very close races in states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona. So brace yourself. I I hate to say this. I'm getting so sick of hearing this, but I don't know that this is going to be over on election night. Uh, Frankly, in Georgia... The rule is if neither candidate gets 50%, the race goes to a runoff. And that runoff will not actually be held until December 6th, so fully four weeks after Election Day. So we may be in the exact same position we were in 2020, where Georgia was deciding what was going to happen with the Senate, and the process was going to be much more stretched out, and we were going to have to continue to put up with it. So prepare yourself mentally for that. With that, we'll wrap it up this week. It's going to be a big week. Last week was a big week. There's a lot going on. would encourage you to reach out to us if you have any questions on this. We're happy to talk. You can always reach us at the office at 515-273-1333 or feel free to visit us on the website at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I will just say one more time what I say fairly often on this podcast, which is if you think this has been helpful, if you think there's anyone else that might might benefit from this, I'd encourage you to pass it along to them. I really appreciate your time. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to touching base with you again next week. Take care. Securities offered through Arate Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through Arate Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.